This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. Buzz buzz, my industrious army of twerker bees! It's me, Dottore Malordo, man of science and metaphorical queen of this blastrophorical podcast! Blaster Podcast is renowned for its educational science content, and today we're plunging the stingers of investigation deep into the quivering belly fat of the mystery of colony collapse disorder. So shit back and relapse, and we'll see if these bees are indeed in need. If they're just being D's, then they gets none of these at ease. has crumbed to meet today's jest. She's a champion of environmental science and a writer for the audio drama Our Fair City. She's also the guardian of the world's best story. Find her on the street and ask her to tell it to you. She's into that kind of thing. And today, she's the nourishing royal jelly slathered over the larva that is this podcast. She's Steph Spence! <laughs> Hi, Steph. Hi. Steph? Yes? Come in and know me better, man. I shall. I'm here. Hello. Hello, Steph. Welcome to the pod chamber. This is very exciting to be here. Thank you. It's exciting to be me. I'm sure it is. I like your hat. <laughs> you, you noticed my hat? <laughs> yes, I did. World building. Thank you. <laughs> it's a hat of an Italian scholar from the Renaissance. I love it. It's very puffy. Thank you. Thank you for being on Blaster Podcast. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I shall. So I work for an environmental nonprofit, and I have an environmental science degree. Science! Ooh. Oh, very good. So my degree specifically is in social sciences, uh, where we learn, you know, earth stuff. We learn geology and bio. But on top of that, you get a big, nice helping of anthropology. So we kind of learn things like, hey, how do we get people to stop polluting the planet? And hey... What's up with climate change and what should we do about that? That's my degree in a nutshell. That's a lot. That's quite a lot to fit inside one nutshell. I know. It is far too much, but it's a very big nut. Thank you. <laughs> you're so welcome. Well, Sturf, in addition to being an environmental skyimbist, you're also a writer. That's right. I write for Our Fair City. It is a wonderful post-apocalyptic podcast have you ever heard have you, have you heard of it i don't listen to podcasts oh okay we other, i mean it's stupid it's a whole the whole idea is stupid my you know. idiot roommate is a hanger on on our first city's oh, threshold really? i believe just a little turd dangling off the end yes i yeah. think they throw him scraps from their table that's nice of them yeah that's good they're good we're good people i don't know why i'm saying they like i don't write we're good people sure you are i am i fed your roommate just tiny scraps of of meat and biscuit you gave him a biscuit scrap? Yeah. That's the best kind of scrap. He's the best kind. He was very excited. He's a good dude. I, mean, I will judge. I am a judge. <laughs> you will uh, judge him. I, I will merely be the feeder. I will hold the scraps and let him partake. Boy, oh boy. Steph Boyardee. Yes? You like writing. I do like writing. I write so much. Are for our first city? 
Mm -hmm. Uh, I write for work. I do. So my job is communication. So I do writing. I write uh, for our blog. I do our social media stuff. I do all of our cool newsletters. So I do a lot of writing. And I also write uh, children's books. Children's books? Yeah. yeah I They're just making start... books for children now? Yeah. Why would I was a young estudiante uh, coming up in the streets of Bologna, Italy. If you were a child and you wanted to understand the ways of the world, the mundus, you see, you would have to ask a patriarch of knowledge to take you under his wing, to tutor you. Do you not know how to read, then? No one knew how to read. It was the Renaissance. Ah. Uh, Steph, you enjoy writing. You enjoy science. I do. But today... You We're see. not here to talk about either of those things. Oh. Except for should... science! Well, oh, good! I was like, should I, should I go? <laughs> Fake out! <laughs> oh. I was worried about you for a second that you are going to pass out. Sorry, I suffer from sleep fapnea. You know I what won't... that is? Nope. <laughs> should I, should I know? Should I show you? <laughs> Do you think you'll show me? Yeah. I will stay after. Let me turn on the uh, night cam. Oh, you'll my. see the playback. Oh, it's even worse than I thought. Nope. Yep. Man. Yeah, that's that whole thing. That's all my flank. Oh, jeez, boy. I'm glad. Well, you should see a doctor. <laughs> Can't find enough pajama to cover it. <laughs> that's not good. You know, they, they do sell pajamas and stuff at Macy's. You could probably find something there. This episode is sponsored by Macy's. Macy's. Macy's, is it on you? Shopping. It is January, as we both know. Yes. Did you have a happy holiday? <laughs> I did. I did have a happy holiday. It was great. I went to Florida. There are oranges there. It's are you beautiful. from Florida? I am from Florida. Have you ever seen an alligator? I have. I have. What about I a have... crocodile? Both. Both. At if the you same go time? kayaking, yeah, yeah. If you go kayaking the Everglades, you can see both hanging out with each other. Are, are they natural friends or natural enemies? Uh, I think they just naturally ignore each other. You know, I feel like once you get two bosses together and they both know they're bad people, they just kind of hang out. Like they that. Just cancel each other out. In that one movie when Loki teamed up with Lojack. Yeah, <laughs> that movie that we both watched. Yeah, and we both have intimate knowledge of the Dispengers. Yeah, that's right. I actually, oh my god, that's actually the movie I did watch. It's very exciting. Very excited. It's very <laughs> what do you, exactly. Would you consider yourself a nard? A nard? I am a nard, but I don't think I'm a good nard. I think I'm. I have. Are you deep, a bad nard? I am a bad nard. I have very deep nard knowledge in a lot of places, like video games, and then just none. Just bare surface level knowledge in a lot of really other important nerd categories. I feel like nowadays people are persuaded to be geeks. You think But so? you can just be a normal. Are people persuaded to be geeks now? I know yeah. it's cool, but like... You order yourself a loot crate. You can what? get 25 new geek items. Uh, I don't know. Are people like, I have to buy a GameCube because all the cool girls at school have one. I don't think that's a thing. I don't think, no, probably not. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but GameCube games are almost like $40 still. What? So if you buy a GameCube, it's not even like you're like, oh, I get to play all these sweet nostalgic games and they won't cost a lot. They still cost a lot. Now, for our younger listeners, what is a GameCube? It is a cube in which you insert discs. Uh, discs are flat uh, information holders, and they hold little little pieces of knowledge, like games inside them i i obviously know a lot about discs and this is something i learned in environmental studies you put them inside the cube game and then it's projected onto your tv like scar wars like scar wars but you know see that's a that's a place where my nerd my nerd knowledge is just so shallow so shallow that's where you hit the nard wall yeah the nard wall or the nard floor 
Yeah, the Nard ceiling. The Nard trying ceiling, to keep you Nard out. Floor. It's all just a very tiny room. It's a tiny room. It's for a GameCube. It's a, <gasps> it's a GameCube. And you are but one disc. Wow. Steph. Yes. We are not here to talk about that ass shit. That is correct, sir. We are not. We are here today to talk about colony prolapse disorder. But before I mean we do any of that, <laughs> Steph, do you know what time it is? Uh, no. Should I get my phone? Why? Do you want to have to make a call? That's right. Do you know what time it is? It's me time. It's, it's time for Learn! Bum, bum. It's time for Learn, Stephanie. It's time for Learn. So your pedigree has got to be the best. You have to be the brightest. And if you are not, then you will be ignited. Time for Learn. Well, the stakes are much higher than I thought they were originally. Oh, don't pay attention to the lyrics of this long. Should I not pay attention to the matches in your hand either? Just, no. Oh, okay, no, okay. It's cool. hard to ignite someone who's paying attention. I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not worried at all. No, Steph, we're here to talk about colony collapse disorder. That's right, we are. So before we get into that, let's get into the basic unit of a colony, of a hive, which is the bee. The bee. Steph, what is a bee? A bee is a winged insect. They are pollinators. I, I feel that like most people in our audience have seen a bee, but they might not know what kind of useful things bees do for us. Um, there's lots of species of bees and many of them are pollinators and they will fly from flower to flower and bring genetic material from one plant to another. Uh, and those actions help us grow crops that humans like to eat. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, slow down. Slow way down. Bees are pollen eaters? Pollinators, yes. Correct. Which means that they take a purlin mm -hmm. and they move it from one flower to the next flower. Yes, Detroit, you're right. So well, Of course, I'm Detroit Bellardo. I know. Um, so yeah, bees will carry genetic material from plant to plant and... Uh, genetic material. Genetic material. Are you talking about sperm and eggs? Uh, yeah, well, that's, I mean... Who's sprumming on all these bees? Well, no one's sprumming on the bees, and I, you know, I, I feel like if we, you know, if we say stuff like that, PETA will come. I don't know. I don't know if we want to, like... PETA the wolf? PETA. <laughs> no, PETA the animal organization. No, no. Not, yeah, the wolf one wouldn't be so bad. But yeah, don't don't spram on the bees. They won't like it. That's not friendly. No. No. Um, but yeah, so bees will carry genetic material from plant to plant, and without that, the plants would not reproduce. Why? Why? Why wouldn't they reproduce? Why are they socially awkward? Well, I mean, they're kind of shy. Well, for one thing, the plant don't most plants don't have feet, uh, so they cannot do any moving and reproducing of their own, as we all know, feet are necessary. But um, they'll carry the pollen for vast distances, even across fields, across lakes, and uh, it'll help share the genetic material of those plants. And they do this inadvertently. Inadvertently. What yes. are they really trying to do? Well, they're just in there to. to are they just flower freaks? They are. They're just in there, kind of checking out, having a little disco. Well, they're in there for nectar, so they get the nectar, and um, they will bring it back to their colony. And they also make honey, honeybees, yay! So all the delicious honey that we like to eat is made by bees. It's all made by bee labor? It's all made by bee labor, 100%. These bees are um, taking our jobs! They are! But you know what? I don't even know if humans can create honey. I don't think we have the organs to do that. What is, so how does honey get murred? How does it get murred? Yeah. Well, bees will bring the nectar back to their colonies. And actually, if you, honey is not really 
believe it or not, the bees aren't making it for human consumption. <laughs> they what? actually eat it themselves. In a way, we're just stealing their hard labor. Wait did a minute. You, did uh, you know that? I, I don't know. Well, you are. I mean, we Bad steal people. the eggs that comes out of a kuchu. We do that too. But every spoonful of honey you put in your mouth is stolen from a hardworking bee. And I want you to think about that every time you eat a delicious treat involving honey. All right. Are you thinking about it? Yeah. You're not even eating a treat. You don't have to think about it yet. You can oh, just wait. thank you. You're welcome. Um, so a bee makes its own honey and then it eats it. It eats it. It feeds it to its queen. Bees have their delightful queen inside their nest. There's only one queen per hive. And, why? Um, why? Because she's the matriarch. Why is it a one-party system? Well, you know, you'd have to ask the queen bee. Well, perhaps we will. Perhaps we shall. On another episode! That would be great. Of the Torre Bee Lordos! It would just be a lot of talking and buzzing. That's great. I would listen to that. Waggling? Waggling, buzzing. Just general things that, you know, people can't understand, but I would listen to that podcast. Would you? No. Nope. No. Because no. we get real on Blaster Podcast. <laughs> I'd probably do something else with my time rather than listening to buzzing. Yeah. I'd rather get a buzz with Method Man, my best friend. In the 90s. It is 1999. <laughs> That's the coolest I reference know. I could think of. The 90s are really a blur. I don't know when Method Man was doing stuff, but ideally it was 1999. So beehives. Beehives. AKA colonies. Yes. They have one of queen. One queen. One queen per colony. She is the matriarch. She lays all the eggs. Um, all of the workers hatch from her eggs. She is lord and lady of beehives. She's the mother of all the workers. All the workers. They're all related. They're all sisters. That's so weird. Yeah. Well, then if they're all ladies, how do they make them um, uh, eggs? Well. Does a flower come and pollinate them? No. Remember, flowers don't have feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is Bee Signs 101. <laughs> We wouldn't have to do any of this as flowers with feet. We wouldn't have to rely on bees at all. We could just cut that right out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The footed flowers. Yeah. Now that I was thinking about it, even piranha plants, like, you know, for Mario, they don't have any feet either. Mm, no, they so don't. thinking about Game Gear. <laughs> They're pretty much rooted to that pipe. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So that plant, too, might rely on bees. But maybe not, because it's got a mouth. I feel like that's not, like, super bee-friendly. But, you know, the cactus thing in Mario 2... Like it was some sort of cactus that rolled yeah. over the desert. Oh, what is that guy that called? That was mobile. He's got a lot of faces. I'd like to see the inside. I feel like we should stick that in an x-ray and kind of check out what that situation is. Do you think it's like a shark's mouth where there's layer after layer of face? Well, no, it's got it's got f stacked faces. It's got a bottom face, a middle face, a bottom middle face. It's got all sorts. Of, it's got like at least five faces on each one. Well, we all wear different faces for different occasions. We do, but we don't usually stack them on top of each other. No. Vertically speaking. <laughs> And then wiggle on them. What is the? Do you think the? What is the motion on the of the bottom? You know, like does it have tiny feet under the chin of the bottom face? Does it secrete a mucus? Maybe. Oh, that's so gross. Into the desert sands. Oh, I feel like there's somebody who's probably done X-rays of different video game characters to see what's going on in there. I apologize, listener, if you've never played <laughs> Super Mario Brothers two on the original NES, which takes us even back further beyond <laughs> before 1990. Just keep going back. We'll keep going back in video game history until we hit the wall, and then I won't know anything. The else. wall of Pong. The wall. Well, I wasn't born at some point, so, you know. I don't do things that didn't happen, you know. No, I don't know what that means. No. Well, I was born in 1989, and if something happened before 1989, I'm not about it. You're not about I'm it. I'm anti. 
<clears throat> You're anti-civil yes. rights movement. All of it. All of the whole thing. Gotcha. Any, anything that happened before 1989, I'm not about it. How about the advent of the polio vaccine? I hate it. It's the worst. Worst thing that's ever happened. Possibly. I don't even I don't even care to educate myself about it since it happened before 1989. Huh. Hmm. You know, that's the yeah. problem with kids these days. Yeah, is it? Yeah, history is doomed to repeat ourselves. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll make up my own history. I'm sure whatever I make up has definitely not happened in <laughs> Any time before I thought of it. Well, I appreciate your boldness. Thank you. I wish you luck. Thank you. I am a bold leader of science. You're like a queen bean. I am like a queen bean, except I don't have wings. And you don't have feet. And I don't have hundreds of children. Yet. Wait, no. <laughs> they don't have feet. They don't have feet. Well, uh, not for long. Not for long. Here we go. Here we go. We talked about what a bean is. Yes. What is colony collapse disorder? So colony collapse disorder is a relatively recent phenomena. Now before um, about 2005, 2006, there had been reports of different disasters to strike beehives. Um, and they would call this something like spring dwindle or fall collapse or disappearing disease. Um, but they all kind of point to similar phenomena. Colony collapse disorder though is a very specific modern term, which happened after 1989, in fact. Um, and the idea is that you'll find a hive and the queen will still be in it alive and there might be some immature bees in it and honey, but most or all of the worker bees have disappeared. And there won't be very many dead bees in or around the hive. They'll all be gone. Mysterious. Very mysterious. Do you think they had like a revolt? And they said, screw you, queenie. We're going out on our bloody own. We're going to create a, a rock band. That was good. I think they feel very comfortable. The Brits love Blaster Podcast. They're loving it. Just... We're going to start spelling Blaster Podcast with an O-U. Oh, that's very British. Very oh, I British. Like I like that a lot. Um, no, actually, nobody knows. Nobody knows why they leave. Um, and nobody knows where they go. It's all very mysterious. Is it a Twilight Zone? It, it, I, if it is a Twilight Zone, science has yet to detect it. They have oh, yet sure. to detect the Twilightness. The Twilocity? The Twilocity. The Twinot. <laughs> But yeah, so nobody actually knows why the bees are leaving. Tell There's, me why. Oh, well, I, I don't know because science has yet to figure it out. There's oh. lots of hypotheses. Oh, yes. yes. The hypothesis. The first step in scientific investigation. When one makes a hypotenuse, one is at the very start of creating a theory. That's correct. So we're at the very start of trying to figure out why colony collapse disorder is happening. But there are many, many theories. Three cold gentlemen. Eyeballs in a bowl. An evening dancing with your best friends. A glass of champagne to celebrate the end of a year. An unexpected visitor. <laughs> Shenanigans. A cage full of budgies. <laughs> I like how it started spooky and it became something like... Just things. Yeah. Just things. <clears throat> Welcome to Just Things. <clears throat> Steph, what do you think the most just object is? The most just, the object containing the most justice? Mm. <gasps> oh. Well, it was scales, right? Scales, that's the classic. I think you're correct. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> Confetti falls from the ceiling. I won. This has been Just Things. <laughs> Woo! Well, do, don't, doesn't every guest win? I feel like they, all they had to do is listen to the... 
We cut that shit out. Ah, okay. (laughs) Just listen to the previous episode and you can win literally any, everyone. The storm that brought the lightning round review has passed and left us in the cool after effects. In the glistening meadow, the uh, heat is past, and now we can once again rebuild our farmland. With a farm hand. <laughs> Steph, let's talk more about the causes of colony collapse. In my mind, it was cows, and the cows are collapsing on the colonies. But see, I feel that science would very easily detect that cause. Yeah, because you'd see a lot of bee-stricken cow sides. Yeah, or you just see, you know, just cows like covered in honey and stuff. I feel like it'd be pretty, pretty simple to deduce. Honey-covered Holstein. Mmm. Honey-covered Holstein. Boon da boon da boon da boon da. That sounds good. I would eat that. You would eat that. You're a regular Martha Stewart. Yeah. You, you take that back. I'm sorry. You're Martha Stewart. She's great. She 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 makes great foods for the American family. Will you? Foods, yes. Oh, all right. She will tell you how to make foods, and you can recreate them in mm. your own kitchen. Methinks I'm beginning to warm up to her. She's a nice lady. Uh, didn't she go to jail? She did go. She did all kinds of go to jail. Yes. All that right. Correct. Well, she's been around the block. She has, does mean she's probably hot at home right now, just making muffins for people. She says she's probably hot at home. No, she's she's at home. She's has she at caught home. M- the milf virus? The milf virus. Yeah. Is <laughs> the milf virus? Is she? I guess she probably does have kids. Well, maybe I don't know. I haven't I haven't visited her. It's it's been a long time. Your nightly visitations to Martha Stewart's home or den, if you will. When you astral project in there with your shade. I wish. That would be amazing. Wait, if you Martha. could astral project, would you throw your shade? Would I throw my shade? Would I throw? I would. I don't know if I would throw it at Martha. I feel like that would be a bit of, bit of a waste. Who would you be visiting in the nocturne? <sighs> Who would I be visiting? With your incorporeal essence. Mm, that's hard. That's, a, that's actually, this is a great question. I'm Thank you. Sure. I'm a great interviewer. Oh, you are. And a horst. Well, do I have to visit anyone, or can I visit a place? Could I visit a place? Sure, you could visit a place. I, you know where I've never been, and I've always wanted to go Stonehenge. Never heard of it. Well, it's it's really it's just a bunch of rocks, but it's it's set up in a way that's very pleasing and mysterious. Ah, uh, yes, I'm familiar with pleasing and mysterious. <gasps> I've cloned myself. Oh, yeah. That's what, well, I, did you know where Stonehenge is? No. It's. You gotta whisper into the microphone. It's, it's in Britain. In Britain. Where some of my most famous fans reside. Yeah, yeah. They're, see, they're so down. They know that thing. They're like, I know that thing. They know that thing. They made that thing. They made that. Some, yes, very ancient Britons made it. But what if the Native Americans made it? That seems unlikely, but it's possible. Yeah. It's all part of the mystery of Stonehenge. Who made it? It could have been Italians. It could have been the Chinese. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Huh. Nobody knows. Maybe we'll do an episode on Scronhenge. We should. It is great. May I return for that episode? I feel very strongly about it. Oh, consider it. Thank you. Let's see how you do for the rest of this one. Fine. Stephanie Spence. Yes? Did you know what causes colony craps? I don't know, but I have fear. <laughs> 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 or is your mouth full of bees? I shit out my drink. Ah, okay, that was my bad. Um, we don't know, but there are lots of theories. 
there are many things plaguing bees in the modern world. Uh, things that bees didn't have to worry about back in the good old days. Oh, you mean like trying to balance family and career? Trying to balance family and career, tweeting. You know, there's a lot of pressure with social media. Bees feel it a lot because they are social insects. Yeah, they're always on BuzzFeed. Oh, you really nailed it, but I still hate it. But you did. You, that was good. That was good. Um, yeah. One thing that bees, uh, one of the problems bees are facing right now is that there's just less wild space. There's much less flowers than there used to be. We build our stupid, stinky cities on top of the beautiful meadows, and now there's just there's less space. There's less food. Well, in the Star Wars saga, Coruscant, the city planet, how did mm -hmm. they deal with this problem? Mmm, this is a great question. Listeners, <laughs> write in and help us identify how the hell Coruscant stayed fed. I don't know, this is a great question. Well, maybe, um, maybe they grew vertical crops? Oh, yes, they could have algae farms algae and cockroaches. Farms and super tall wheat. All of those things are options for when you're saving space with crops. Good idea. Thank you. <laughs> well, that came with a prize. <laughs> you could also grow very deep potatoes, grow potatoes even deeper than normal potatoes. So your whole city is really just on a giant like potato vault. That's an idea, too. Steph? Yes? There's a potato vault? Uh, yeah. yeah. You know I need like... your help. I need a lookout. I okay. need a, a fast driver. And I need three stout lads and who are good with dynamite. Shovels, shovels. Don't forget shovels. I need some shovels. You need shovels to get into the potato vault. Yeah. Yes. This is a heist. Good. <gasps> when you get the potatoes, you can put them in the boot of your car. Of course. Of course. And then I can drive on the left side of the road. You can, and you must. <laughs> because otherwise you'll get into an accident. That's right. The bobbies will figure it out. <gasps> That's all oh, you're doing so good. This is great. This is good. This I'm is good. Happy. This is good. So are we rolling? Yes. Steph. What another theory is? Um, other theories. So we are using an increasing number and types of pesticides. Oh, uh, and pesticides can harm bees what? in small doses and in big, big, big doses will just kill bees outright. But little trace amounts of pesticides can really damage their internal systems. It can make them be born with sad bee birth defects there's all kinds of terrible things and there's a specific class of pesticides called neonicotinoids that specifically are very damaging to bees and those they account for about either somewhere between a fourth and a third of pesticide use there's a lot of pesticides it is a lot of pesticides neonicotinoids yeah neonicotinoids 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 i woke up this morning i was like neonicotinoids well, I do that every morning, regardless of whether I'm going to discuss bees with anything. It's kind of my thing. Do you have a neonicotinoid addiction? <laughs> How do you dare? Are you no. turning into a chitty chitty bang bang? No, no, of course not. No. Don't look at me with your judging eyes. Your judging tiny eyes. <laughs> like the eyes of a shrew. <laughs> the eyes of a shrew. Or a bee. Tiny, tiny do eyes. Do bees have you... segmented eyes? I think they do, yeah. Gross. They're tiny. So tiny. So they're, tiny. They're gross. Maybe we should get rid of them. I'm trying. <laughs> we are doing a very good job. Thank you. Did you know that um, in a bad year, 30 to 90% of a beekeeper's hives will collapse? Did you know that? No, when you say collapse, you don't mean that they fall in on themselves. No, and nor do I mean that they're being crushed by cows. I mean that they are afflicted by colony collapse disorder. Which and is so, mysterious. Which is mysterious. 
Also, by the way, um, even though the queen is alive in some of the immature bees, it cannot survive without workers. And so they will eventually die. Huh. Yeah. You want to know something interesting that Dottore <laughs> Bellorda learned about? I do. I mispronounced my own name. I'll, I'll, I'll let it go. Steph, it's a bee behavior known as altruistic suicide. Ah. If a bird gets sick, mm-hmm. it can detect this within its bee body, and it will fly away from the hive to protect its sisters from its filthy innards. Oh, And gross. it'll go away and die. So perhaps the disappearance of these adult bees from the collapsed colonies is due... Largely to altruistic suicide. That could be the case. Yeah, a lot of insects have that too. I think ants do that as well. If only humans did that. <laughs> Get out of here with that sniffly nose at the office. Ah, <sighs> that Jane. She's a real jerk. Jane the jerk. Jane the jerk. <sighs> hey, hmm? don't hate the Jane. Hate the player. <laughs> I don't like anything cute. I have no heart. I'm all balls. Oh, <laughs> boy. I was going to say, you should see a doctor for that, but you kind of are a doctor, so... I'm a Dottori Valorda. I'm a science. Yes, that exactly. Cosine. Perhaps you should get some kind of physician, though, to check out your uh, your ball and heart situation. <laughs> I'm not letting another man touch my heart. I'm sorry. That's true. You do it. Your, I'm sure you can manage yourself. I have a stone cold heart. Are you alive if your heart is stone and cold? Have you ever read the book Dune by Frank Herblin? Oh my god, I have. I'm like the Baron Harkonnen, except you know how he has special things that lift up his flab? Uh-huh. I have that like all throughout my venous system, <laughs> lifting up the flab through my red blood vesicles. You are a monster to behold. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Bees. Hold. Yes. Sturf. Yours? Is there any other potential cause of colony collapse? So many. Oh, we haven't talked about mites yet. Uh, what about mites? So mites and other kinds of pests. There's other kinds of pests too. Um, but there's different kinds of mites that attack bees. Uh, and they can weaken their immune system. Um, one such kind of mite is a varroa mite. Uh, if you think about a beekeeper's um, hives, he has all his hives in his little beekeeping farm. Um, there's the proximity is very close. So if you get an infestation of mites in one hive, they spread very quickly and it can lead to disaster. They're like the bread bugs of the bee world. What are bread bugs? You know bread bugs? No. They get into your uh, sleep loaf and they bite you. <laughs> your sleep loaf? Yeah. And then, you know, uh, if you go into the office, all of a sudden people are complaining because there's bread bugs in the couch. And then Jane comes back and she's pissed off because her kids have bread bugs in their Jane. kids. Uh, you know, we call them dream weevils. Dream weevils. Mm-hmm. Bread bugs, I think, is like a very UK thing. We call them dream weevils in the US. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just mm. too, I'm very cultured, you see. I know, I know. That's, that's what the glasses are for. Of course. Mm. But yeah, so mites are one other problem. And really what people, what I think scientists believe is probably... The actual cause, the actual cause of colony collapse disorder is really all of these things. Uh, mites, uh, habitat loss, bad beekeeping management practices. Um, all sorts of things can really cause a lot of stress for bees and be leading to these disappearances. You know, this is a lot like one of those mystery stories where they go into the parlor and the detective is saying who could have done it and all that stuff. And then they find out that everybody stabbed <laughs> the victim. <laughs> You think that's kind of a 
relief though, right? Like, oh, we all did it? And then everyone's kind of like, yeah. Well, I guess they would know if everyone was stabbing them. Stabbing at the same time, huh? I don't know. Maybe it depends not. on the technology. Yeah. Well, I guess like they could do kind of a run by stab, you know, like run and you stab him, you run out of the room, the next person stabs him, that kind of thing. Or if it's like one person like poisoned his food and the next person like stabbed him in the back and then the next person didn't see that. So they shot him in the gut and the, the lights were off. So the next person like <laughs> choked his neck. <laughs> at the point that he shot and the next person's choking him, I feel like he's already so lifeless that they'd be like, I mean, maybe just for insurance, <laughs> just choke him just to be sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, I feel like that's a relief when you find out that you're not the only culprit. There are so many other culprits. Yeah. Really... So the Varroa mites are probably feeling a little bit relieved. They are. To know that their old friends, the humble humans have been helping by stressing out the bees. Um, yeah, those are, those are, I think, the main causes of, uh, of bee death. What are some... BD. BD. BD Wong? BD Wong, BD Wong, bee death Wong. <gasps> what if his name is bee death Wong? That's oh. actually a great name. What if he masterminded the bee death? That is another theory which hasn't yet been borne out by science, but that doesn't mean it can't be. It's still a hypotenuse. It's still a hypothesis. Uh, please don't correct me. I'm sorry. Steph. Yes? Why does anybody even give a shit about fucking bees? I mean, most people don't give a shit about bees, or they probably should, because a third of American crops are pollinated by bees. So a lot of our staple crops, like wheat and soy, are not pollinated by bees. So if all the bees were to die tomorrow, it should be terrible and gross. Order 66. It's from Star Wars. Ah. So if all the bees were to die tomorrow, that would be terrible and gross. Um, but we would still have staple crops, which is kind of good. So we could still make bread. We could still make cereals. Those would be delightful. But we would lose a lot of um, other crops, like melons and pumpkins, especially almonds. Almonds are a big one where our almond production is so high that there's no way that wild bees could pollinate all of those almond trees. So almonds are, I think, pollinated 90% by captive bees and beekeepers. There are slaves. Oh my God, there's a secret horrible bee labor force that we never even knew about. But they're, they're just frolicking. For them, for the bees, it's just natural behavior. They love frolicking. They love Sure. They do. Sure. Well, they do. You can see it on their little bee faces. Yeah, keep telling yourself that. Their little that. beady bee eyes filled with joy while they fly from flower to flower, waving their little bee hands around. They don't have hands. They, got tiny, they might have tiny little hands on the bottom. They don't have any like digits. little microscopic hands. Teeny, tiny hands. Maybe they're covered in teeny microscopic hands. They are not. But it's a fun thought. I hate being covered in teeny microscopic hands. <laughs> it's disgusting. So many fingers. It's still an invasion of my person. <laughs> well, are they inside you too? If they get under my brassiere. Actually, if you think about, oh, like uh, in your lungs, how they have the little like cilia. Yeah, cilia. Ew, there are really just thousands of little tiny fingers. Ew. I like to think of them as tentacles. Or tentacles, they could be fingers. Tentacles. I'd rather be filled up with tentacles than with hands. Really? <laughs> I've spent some time in Japan. Mm. Oh, Japan. Amigurumi. Oh, I know what that is. Isn't that like crocheting? No. It's Moving on. So, uh, that's why we care. We care because a lot of our crops are pollinated by bees, uh, and they're it's a huge industry. Um, bees 
bees and their pollination ability is something has some kind of dollar amount that's about something like 200 billion dollars a year whoa yeah they're doing a lot of economic work pollinating all those flowers so we're gonna lose money if these bees keel over we're gonna lose money and we're gonna lose the beauty of nature which has no price no price no <laughs> unfortunately price. absolutely no price no price just just beauty has no price whatsoever but we we want them we want to keep our bees alive and we want them to be healthy and not filled with mites do you remember back when we were young and yes. and bees were just a terrifying thing I do slash I don't I've actually never been stung by bees bees have never caused any harm to me so as far as I know do they even sting there's a movie where they skung Macaulay Culkin to death really yeah. to death yeah spoilers he, he died yep what movie spoilers I, now I'm worried I can't I don't know if I can say the title of the movie without spoiling the movie now I, well I, I feel like I'll be watching any Macaulay Culkin movie and be like oh god are the bees coming uh now I'm wondering if I'm remembering the title of the movie right my girl Either Stand By Me or My Girl. Probably My Girl. Okay, well, now I'm worried. Now, but now it's a 50 50 shot. I can watch one of those movies and I'll be kind of freaking out waiting for bees to come. He gets skunked to death. Yeah. But bees, you know, bees, uh, they will only sting defensively. They, you know, they won't come. They what about Africanized honeybees? Oh, well, those guys are kind of jerks. That's different. But, but bees in general, they use their sting defensively. You know? Just like don't, a just noble don't lord. Run up on them. Exactly. Don't run up on them, waving your hands around, being all crazy around their honey, and they'll probably just leave you alone. Steph? Yes? Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Oh, um, well, we've already plugged Our Fair City. Where can people find that on the internet? Ourfaircity.com, and also on iTunes. You can search for it on iTunes. You should listen to it. It's a great podcast. What do you do for Our Fair City? I'm a writer. I write for Our Fair City. I write both scripts and sometimes the comics, too. Yes, they have a line of comic books. They do. Available in the Arthur City store, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I usually, I, you know, I buy them. I buy them live, you know. I go, I go to the wonderful launch parties. Yeah, Chicago, Illinois. Every year they throw a season launch party, which is filled with all sorts of interesting art, performance, and uh, a, a sneak peek. Of the first episode of that season. And delicious themed foods. Yeah. Subterranean foods. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. That's what I'd like to plug. Well, listener, it has been a joy being your Dottore once again. If you like Blaster Podcast, please rate and review it on iTunes and Stitcher if you can fucking do that nowadays. I don't know. Also, don't forget to click subscribe if this is your f fucking first time listening <laughs> to a podcast. <laughs> In addition to that, Blaster Podcast is a proud member of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative, which is a great organization that has helped us thrive. So be sure to check out some of the other awesome podcasts on Chicago Podcast Cooperative, such as Blurry Photos, hosted by two of my idiot roommates' good friends. It's all about the supernatural, exploring the unexplained, explaining the unexplored. Suck your dick off. They, they, <laughs> they won't do that. <laughs> No, Steph. I'm going to pee in your bathroom as opposed to somewhere else in your bathroom. And that's Blastro Podcast. Oh, wow. By the way, huh? I learned something cool today. Spill it. 
Uh, I learned the difference between poison and venom, which is very exciting. I knew the difference between that, you ignoramans. Poison, as we all know, is a natural toxin that is within an animule and can be absorbed by the skin or ingestion. Venom is an alien symbolite that came down and infected Eddie Brock. Yeah, he's um he's he's usually kind of like wearing like the black Spider-Man suit, right? He's got the creepy like mouth thing. Yeah, going he's on. covered in an alien. Like goo. It's a, it's a goo, but it's a living thing that is, bonds with him is, and it can make him sort of mutate his face and throw out black webs and stuff. So Venom is the goo, right? Like Venom is the name of the villain that is a combination of an alien symbiote uh-huh. and a man named Eddie Brock, who's a jerk. Oh, really? Wait, really? Yeah. Wow, I feel like I've learned a lot on this podcast. It's an educational podcast! It's great, it's working, it's really working. You know, I long for the days when video games were simple, and you were either Sonic or Tails, and you were blowing stuff up and going fast, you know? Did Sonic ever save a bee? Ah, uh, no. He didn't do much He doesn't do much talking in those games. He does. He's a man of action. Yeah, you know, he's a man of spinning. Spinning in action is kind of his thing. Speed, also. He's got a need for speed. He's got a need for speed, for sure. He's just a spinning top in a world that can't contain him. He's a dreidel of vengeance. He is a dreidel. Blue dreidel of vengeance. That was my superhero name. Really? The blue dreidel. Oh, I can see Oh, it. shit, I just revealed my secret identity. <laughs> uh, brain zap. What were we talking about? Welcome to Blaster Podcast, Steph. Hi, I'm happy to be here. The Blaster Podcast theme song was composed by Stephen Poon, www.timecrashband.com. 